Welcome to the Nun Report, bringing your regular dose of truth, freedom, and weirdness with your host, Dan Nunn. Thanks for tuning in to today's Nun Report. And uh, wow, of course, I'm going to talk about what everybody else has been talking about. And that is what happened after my show yesterday and what was expected and scheduled. And that is the uh, uh, arrest of the arraignment of Donald J. Trump, President Donald J. Trump in Georgia. Uh, in, in Georgia, you see, they still do lynchings, except they do them of political opponents now instead of like what they used to do back in the day. It's interesting. They, uh, you have, and 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 I'm not. I'm going to spend some time on that, but I have some other things I want to talk about as well. Uh, you have that. We're going to go into a little bit about the FBI. The FBI is out of freaking control. The FBI conducting pre-dawn raids again on senior citizens, again disabled veterans, and killing them in their own homes. This is this happened. Uh, you know, you heard everyone knew about the one in Provo, Utah with Craig Robinson, right? Well, there was another one that happened as well. And we're going to talk about that too. It happened in the same week time period, same FBI, different, different, different location. So, but the FBI, another SWAT team, pre-dawn raid on an old guy, killed him dead. The FBI is out of control. We're going to touch on that a little bit. We have musicians, uh, Carlos Santana and Alice Cooper have both come out and called bullshit on the, the whole, uh, the whole uh, trans activism and trans Tifa stuff and turning kids into sexes that they aren't and, and all of that. So we're going to, we're going to cover a little bit on all of that. I, I, I really want to first dive into, uh, well, I don't know if this is a dive, but um, a friend of mine, I'm, I'm sorry. I've been, uh, I've been out and about today. I feel like I'm late on my show. I feel like, uh, cause I am starting. I'm, I'm about uh, three hours behind schedule right now. I'm hoping to get it distributed in time. Uh, so that you get it in the usual time frame that, that you're expecting it. If it doesn't get out there, man, I'm sorry, but I'm doing the best I can. It was a busy day, lots going on. And um, on this end, without going into details, at any rate, we're going to start out with a, a little clip from uh, my friend, uh, Sean Ferrer. She's going to be on the show in a couple of weeks. We had him on, oh, was, how long has it been now? Three months, four months ago, maybe. And we had a great time. It was a good conversation. It was a show, uh, one of the, my best shows that, that I really enjoyed and uh, and people did too. And you're going to enjoy it when he comes on in a couple of weeks. But anyway, he, he's, of course, the, the Trump impressionist. He also has a great podcast called Ungovered on LFA TV. It's on Rumble. So you can check that out or captaindeplorable.com. Here's his impression after Trump got his mugshot. Check it out. Well, they took my mugshot. It's a big, beautiful mugshot. Look at it. I call it the Mona Lisa of mugshots. It's incredible. Look at that. It's like my phone calls. It's a perfect mugshot. So perfect and so beautiful. You know, many people say that they have a good side and a bad side. I only have one side. It's called my great side. They got my great side with this mugshot. It's a beautiful picture of a very handsome guy with wonderful hair. Such a beautiful mugshot that... Hunter Biden may want to paint a picture of it and sell it for a lot of money to Russia, 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 or China, or even Ukraine. You know about it. Such a perfect, beautiful, highly respected mugshot. The greatest mugshot in the history of the world. Believe. 
Believe me, man. Thank you, Sean, for delivering that. That thing went uh, just a little bit viral over on Twitter and, and some other places. So uh, cool. Good for you, brother. Uh, love it. And, and we'll see you. We'll talk to you here on the Nun Report in a couple of weeks. That's an episode you're not going to want to miss. So what what has happened here with the with the indictment? The fourth indictment, by the way, uh, you can indict a ham sandwich, of course. I mean, it doesn't really mean anything other than the fact that now he's going to have stand trial. And not so much Trump, but also the 17 other defendants in Georgia that are going to have to defend themselves. Some of them, I mean, they're not independently wealthy. They can't take care of themselves. But what you're in there, interestingly, many of them were attorneys for Trump in Georgia. And you can't go back from this. I did a little bit of a Facebook Live rant last night. I've, I've been doing those once in a while. Uh, kind of how this show started. And so I thought, well, get back to my roots and I'm, I'm going to pop one of those out once in a while. People have been asking about it and kind of requesting them. So I, I've done that. But, um, but what they've done here is they've escalated now. You can't go back. These people are crazy. They're communists. They're tyrants. They are absolutely going after a political appoint, opponent. And make no mistake, the Department of Justice and, and the, the Biden regime is directly involved in this. This is not, these aren't states acting independently on their own. This is. There is some backdoor bullshit going on with Joe Biden, his Department of Justice, and these, I mean, you can find anybody who's willing to die on their own sword, who's willing to throw themselves on the sword for the cause. And Fat Fanny Willis is one of them. She's one who, she's just dumb. Okay, she's just, she's dumb. The fact that they did a mugshot tells you how dumb she is. The other, I mean, they knew in the other states, not to do a mugshot because all that would do is fan the flames and be used as ammunition and be used as a fundraiser. In fact, Fanny, thank you so much. You have now become the number one contributor to Donald Trump's 2024 presidential campaign. Yes, good for you. You're dumb. But my point is, they've found a, a, a DA willing to throw out all these ridiculous charges. And if you've read any of the indictments, I have. They're full of, <laughs> I mean, all kinds of crazy stuff, including for some of the attorneys going after them for, uh, oh, having a phone call in Pennsylvania. So Georgia somehow, Fulton County in Georgia somehow has jurisdiction over what attorneys do when they're in Pennsylvania or in Arizona. And it's, uh, if you get a chance to read them, I mean, it's easy, they're easy to find, check them out. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. You're not going to believe it. And I would go into it here, but I mean, who wants to sit here and read through court dockets, right? I don't want to. And I'm assuming since I don't want to read it that you wouldn't want to listen. Anyway, this is an escalation that can't go back. It's time to take the gloves off. It's time to go after these bastards. It's time to not be Mr. Nice Guy, not not Mr. Nice Conservative, not, oh, oh, you know, well, you know, we can't stoop to their level, you know. No, that's Mitch McConnell. That's Lindsey Graham. That's the, that's the, Old school uniparty rhinos that need to go. The ones that are dying out and becoming extinct slowly over time, not quickly enough, in my opinion. But they need to go. We need young, younger blood in there. We need more Matt Gateses. We need more Vivek Ramaswamis for crying out loud. We need people in there who have fresh ideas, better ideas, and aren't bought and paid for by special interests, you know? We have so many neocons there. We talked about that yesterday when I covered the debates. But um, anyway, it's time to take the gloves off. Let's go through a few clips and see what the, uh, first of all, 
what Donald Trump's statement was as he was uh, getting ready to depart on Trump Force One. Check it out. challenge an election, you should be able to challenge an election. I thought the election was a rigged election, a stolen election, and I should have every right to do that. As you know, you have many people that you've been watching over the years do the same thing, whether it's Hillary Clinton or Stacey Abrams or many others. When you uh, have that great freedom to challenge, you have to be able to, otherwise you're going to have very dishonest elections. What has taken place here is a travesty of justice. We did nothing wrong. I did nothing wrong. And everybody knows it. I've never had such support. And that goes with the other ones, too. What they're doing is election interference. They're trying to interfere with an election. There's never been anything like it in our country before. This is their way of campaigning. And this is one instance, but you have three other instances. It's election interference. So I want to thank you for being here. We did nothing wrong at all. And we have every right, every single right, to challenge an election that we think is dishonest, that we think it's very dishonest. So thank you all very much, and I'll see you uh, very soon. It's not against the law to challenge an election in this country. It's not against the law to question the results. Of, it's called free speech. They're squashing free speech, and it is election interference. This isn't about the 2020 election. You get that, right? This is about the 2024 election. And they're doing it in a, in a such a massive, I mean, three different states, well, four, you know, if you count Florida instead of D.C., but Jack Smith is still the crony in charge of that. This is an attempt, obviously, to keep Trump out of office. And I think even Democrats are seeing that unless, unless, unless you work for MSNBC. MSNBC has become... I mean, I think they're worse than CNN. I really do. I mean, CNN is, is ridiculous. And, uh, and Fox is not what it once was, that's for sure. But MSNBC, I mean, think about that. They have, they have Joy Reid. They have Nicole Wallace. They have, these aren't serious journalists. They aren't serious people. So let's, let's go from the... the uh, We'll start at the absurd and, and we'll continue to the most, most absurd. So we'll go absurd, double absurd, and then triple absurd, kind of down the line here on what the folks at MSNBC had to say. We'll start off with Joy Reid. Check it's it out. It's like sort of embodying that. He's sort of the avatar for the rage that he has traded off of to become president in the first place. It is, that is not the, you know, sort of funny reality show star that, Americans elected in 2016. That's a that is a sinister apparition that I'm seeing in front. That's a that's sinister. That's a sinister apparition, man. I'm surprised she's not calling him, you know, Lex Luthor or something like that. Right? He's getting ready to. He's coming out of Gotham. He's getting ready to take over the world. Uh, I mixed it up, right? Lex Luthor was not in Gotham. Anyway, <laughs> next up we have. Uh, Nicole Wallace and oh Nicole this this woman is dumb as a box of rocks and and always has been there's nothing uh, special about her uh, not even her looks anymore actually and it's amazing though how a, a physically attractive person can, can become very very ugly by how dumb they are <laughs> and by how ridiculous and evil and 
and cruel they are. And just look at her face there. Man, she's all smirking and smuggy. Anyway, she can barely hold back the laughter while she's talking. Oh, I forgot Rachel Maddow, man. That's another MSNBC wacko. <laughs> I got something from her too next. She's, she's the craziest of them all, I think. Um, but she's not dumb. She's not dumb. This person and Joy Reid, they're just dumb. Rachel Maddow is not dumb, which is make, makes, makes it even worse, I think. But uh, anyway, Nicole Wallace had this to say. Just a few minutes ago, Donald Trump, the disgraced ex-president, the frontrunner for the Republican nominee for president, four times indicted, departed his golf club in Bedminster, New Jersey. He's en route to Fulton County, Georgia, via Newark Airport, we believe. He will surrender himself for processing at an overcrowded jail with a reputation for violence and neglect. A jail that is accustomed to holding defendants facing charges up to and including violent crimes, where stabbings are frequent. Actually, three people have lost their lives over the last month. That jail is where the disgraced ex-president of these United States is heading right now. <laughs> that jail, she's just so giddy. That jail where three people were stabbed just in the last month. God, what? A, <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that. I, I mean, there's not a lot that can be said. It's, it's obviously uh, um, a demented, deranged, uh, dumb person, right? She tries to be attractive on the outside, but her inside makes her very, very ugly. And we'll finish off. We've gone from absurd to double absurd, now triple absurd. With and these people, they don't, they don't even, uh, they don't even try to not laugh. They are laughing. Check this out. It's like, what, do they actually measure him? You know, do they put him on a scale? It's, it's not like going to the veterinarian. They do did not they actually measure? make you stand on the scale. Um, but he's listed as a white male. His hair color is listed as blonde or strawberry. <laughs> is that a nice way to say orange? Mm. I, blonde or strawberry. His eye color is listed as blue. His height is listed as six foot three. <laughs> and his weight is listed... 175. <laughs> 215. 6'3", people pointed out as the exact dimensions of Lamar Jackson, the quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens. If the, I don't know if the control room has a, has a Lamar Jackson. I mean, the, so the, the resemblance is uncanny. Is. That's what you're trying to say, it's I think. A pod. It's in a pod. I feel like an hour and 20 minutes ago, I said the whole thing is a sham. <laughs> the whole thing. There they all are in one place. Look at that. Nicole Wallace, Joy Reid, and Rachel... He's not at the debate because he's fasting. Now, even yes. if he fasted, there's no way. And, and Mark Meadows had to also self-report his height and weight. He, he clocked in at 240. Honestly. There's no way Trump is 25 That's disgusting. That's despicable. Can you look at that? You have, you, you have a major, you have a constitutional crisis coming up. You have something that's going to rip this country apart. You are going after your political opponent. You're arresting your political opponent in, in th four different indictments. You, you, you're, you're completely ignoring the U.S. Constitution and they're on television joking and laughing about it. They're making light of it. They think it's funny. They think the fact that this country is being torn apart, that you have one party going after political opponents of the other, they think it's a joke. Disgusting, disgusting, despicable people. Oh.
God, if you could wrap up ugly in one word, put those three women together. They should be getting mug shots. I want, I'm with, I would, I'm with Dan Bongino. I want mug shots. I want you Republicans, you, you, you wimpy. Why are not district attorneys are, Republican conservative district attorneys that are, are there, and there are some in this country. Why are they not filing charges right now against Hunter Biden, against Joe Biden, against anybody that's connected to them? No more sitting back and letting them walk all over us. Knock it off. Good grief. Do some congressional investigations. That's good if it exposes stuff. But cut off funding to these departments. Do something. Do something. You're just sitting around on your hands, thumbing your butt. And uh, and you know that that's you know one of the things that I like about Vivek Ramaswamy. I know some of you people, oh, Dan's in love with Vivek, you know, man. Oh, he's a good-looking man, but I don't go that way. My point is, he uh, he's the only one who came out after this and said this was a travesty of justice. He's the only other Republican candidate running for president that came out and pointed out what's happening with the weaponization of the Department of Justice, the only one that condemned what they're doing to President Trump. Not a single other one had anything to say. Lindsey Graham wants to go to war with Ukraine. He's more concerned about sending money to Ukraine than he is about defending the Constitution of the United States of America. They should be calling out. They should be screaming, all of them. about this travesty of justice and this perversion of the Justice Department and the U.S. justice system. But no, no. You expect that from like MSNBC you, and, these, and these, again, not serious people. But Republicans in the Senate and in the House that aren't speaking out about this loudly and constantly every day. This is the number one issue. This is what's going to tear this country apart. It's being destroyed from within. We don't stop this and stop it now. The United States, we know what it's done. And so many of these representatives, people that work for us, by the way, Don't even speak out against it. Oh, sure. McCarthy goes out and gives his obligatory speech, which I'm not going to play because it was pathetic. You expect it from Rolling Stone magazine, though. Liberal reg. F around, find out. Yeah, I don't think that's going to survive the test of time very well. You know, you, you, you F around, you find out. Could you imagine? They could probably double their readership if they would just report on music and current events from a non-biased perspective. The Atlantic, another liberal reg, he wants you to look at him. 
That's their headline. Trump's mugshot was supposed to be a, uh, an exercise in humility, and he turned it into a threat. Yes. His mugshot, just by the look on his face, was a threat. These people, check out what they said. I, I, the reason I'm going through some of these liberal rags, by the way, I know everyone, most people who are watching this show and, and who, uh, who follow me, thank you very much, by the way. I hit another milestone on Facebook. I, I really appreciate that. Uh, follow me on Twitter too, if you're on there or X, whatever it's called. Now I'm at Nun Report on there and also rumble.com slash the Nun Report. I'd really appreciate your support on those other platforms, but hit another milestone on, on Facebook, man. I love you guys. Uh, we've got a great crew on my page there and, um, and, and you guys are just knocking it out of the park with uh, interaction. It's a very active page. A lot of, lot of participation, and, and, uh, and I, I certainly appreciate it from all of you. Thank you so much. Um, so the Atlantic says, he wants you to look at him. And now listen to this. This is, <laughs> I don't know who this is. Megan Garber, I'm sure she's some, she's probably right up there with Rachel Maddow, Nicole Wallace, and Joy Reid. Prob- they probably are friends. Last night, the 45th president became inmate number... PO1135809 of Georgia's Fulton County Jail, Trump had his mugshot taken. It was shared with the public. We looked, of course. And he was prepared for our gaze, hair, makeup, angle, pose. In the portrait, it is a portrait. In the end, Trump glares directly into the camera. He seethes, he glowers, he turns in a studied performance. Photos like this are typical exercises in enforced humility. Trump's is a display of ongoing power. He treats his mugshot as our menace. (laughs) Who writes this drivel? Oh, I, I... I read that. People. All right, folks. The whole article is like that. There's like 10 paragraphs of that. And it's, uh, um, it's, it's something else. You, you, if you, if you're, if you're in for a moment of laughter, go check it out. Um, Yanni Applebaum, another uh, extreme wacko. Uh, photos like this are typical of exercising and enforcing humility. Trump's is a display of ongoing power. He quotes the the Atlantic, and uh, I love the mugshot photo. And and hey, you know what was cool? His first tweet in well since since twenty so in a year two and a half years. His first tweet, you know, he left because he started Truth Social, and uh, his first tweet was a picture of his mugshot. Now now the funny part is. Earlier in the day, Jack Posobiec had said, Trump's first tweet back should just be a simple picture of his mugshot. I think Trump was listening or scrolling or great minds just think alike. And sure enough, man, that his first tweet in two and a half years was a picture of his mugshot. And that was something else. He had a conversation, uh, on the, on the phone with Newsmax and, uh, Let's listen on that for a minute. I look at some of the other people. Now, I don't know a lot of those people. Uh, I don't even know that I've met a lot of those people, but some I do. And their lives are destroyed by these maniacs. These are animals. These are vicious animals that have destroyed the lives of these people. And, Greg, it's so sad. And they don't have a lot of money. And some of them did 
almost nothing. They don't even know what they're being charged for. It's fair. I mean, I have counts where I, you're going to love this, and Chris Ruddy will be thrilled. But one of the things is I told people, Newsmax. Did you know that? That was one of my counts. I told people to watch Newsmax. We love it, sir. We love it, uh, Mr. People to watch Newsmax. <laughs> It's about a five-minute clip. I just wanted to get uh, through part of it there. And yeah, you know, these people, they don't all have money. In fact, one guy couldn't even make bail. He's leader of, of uh, oh, man, I, I didn't notate it, but he's leader of a black organization down there in, in Georgia, a conservative organization that backed Trump. And he, he was somehow indicted in this. He, he, he couldn't make bail. There's a GoFundMe out there for him. It's been taken care of by now. But he was in, as a, as, uh, as Nicole Wallace says, one of the most violent jails in the state. Three people killed there in the last month with knives and laughs about it. Yeah, that's where this guy was for a day. And uh, so, so, you know, Trump, yeah, he got himself out. And, 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 you know, some of those people are pretty well off. Some of them aren't. They're certainly not, you know, 100 millionaires like Trump is. Speaking of, a uh, little, little side note, it, apparently Mar-a-Lago has been sold to Don Trump Jr. to the tune of $422 million. I haven't dug into this yet. I just came across this before I started recording. And, uh, but it's on, it's on Zillow and it's on Truzio and uh, yeah, Tr- Trulio, Trulio. And, um, $422 million, but I mean, obviously a, a good move, a case of asset protection in case the worst case scenario happens. Because uh, keep in mind, these are these are the legal proceedings. There's going to be, I'm sure, civil proceedings that follow, right? They always do. One more clip from uh, from Trump on his conversation with Newsmax. And, and I, I play this, for those that, that want to um, always naysay, you know, oh, I'm Trump, only Trump, only Trump, and, and Vivek this and Vivek that, and he's he's Soros, he's WEF, he's, he's you know, too smooth, he's too young, he's too polished, he, you know, whatever it is. He started his speech as a skinny guy, just like Obama. So what? So what? Oh, he's involved in biotech. You know what? Trump likes him. And so if you're, if you're, if you're, you know, hardcore Trumper, I am, I support Donald Trump, by the way. Um, but, but then you sit there and bash on, on Ramaswamy. Trump doesn't bash on him. As far as the stage last night, I thought, uh, Vivek, as we say, did very well. They go, actually, it was Vivek, like cake. But I thought he was very good. I especially like where I said I was the greatest president in his lifetime and long beyond. That's pretty good. I said, are you sure he's running against me? But I thought he was very good. Uh, I, I wasn't impressed with a lot. I mean, Christie got booed out of the room. He literally should have walked off the stage. That you know, I've been watching debates for a long time. I've never seen anyone booed like that. Uh, Asa, I call him Ada Hutchinson. He shouldn't uh, even be there. He's wasting room. He's wasting space and he's wasting time. The guy's got like one half of 1% and he doesn't stop. And he's a nasty person. You know, frankly, he's very nasty. I don't even know him. He says bad things about me. I don't even know him. 
But I, I don't think that, uh, you know, I actually like the governor. I respect him a lot. He was great. He endorsed me twice, uh, the governor of uh, North Dakota, who I thought was, you know, I think he's got something very good about him. He's a high-quality person, considered a very high-quality man. You know, but, uh, uh, you haven't mentioned you know, pretty much. I, I thought I thought a lot of them were way off. But he likes Vivek, like cake, right? So there you go. If you if you're not if you don't like Vivek, you know that's fine. I don't. I plan on voting for Donald Trump. I've said that before. I, I make no secret of that. I also like. I have a mind that's hungry and a mind that's open, a mind that wants to get more information, and a mind that's open to other possibilities, and especially possibilities that include expanding and building on the future of the America First movement. And I hope that more people can get on board with that. And I hope that they understand that, of course, a lot of accusations are going to come out. He's, he's become, in many polls, ahead of DeSantis. So he's the number two after Trump. And, and the, the higher he rises in the polls, the more attacks there are going to be, the more accusations are going to fly around, and the more, and people don't just, uh, I mean, I have people say, well, I heard that he took George Soros' money. Really? Well, you heard wrong. As I've said before, make sure you look under the surface before you say something in a public forum so that you never have to look that foolish in front of other people again. Okay. So moving on, we're going to take a look at uh, something that I haven't really heard anybody else talk about. I came across this article, the post-millennial, thank you uh, for putting this out. And that is another FBI SWAT team out of control. This was in Tennessee. Now, remember, it wasn't that long ago in Provo, Utah, that they shot and killed Craig Robinson in a pre-dawn raid, somebody that they could have served a warrant to when he went grocery shopping. Or there, was, there were other ways. This is a last resort. You don't just go shooting crash bang grenades and tear gas into people's homes at 5 a.m. and then go in and shoot them. I mean, that, that seems like that would be a last resort, right? Particularly against a senior citizen. And uh, while Craig Robinson in Provo, Utah was armed, Theodore Deschler of Henderson, Tennessee, a disabled veteran, was not. We don't know why the FBI was trying to serve him a warrant or arrest him because the FBI won't say why. A disabled veteran, Theodore Deschler of Henderson, Tennessee, was killed during an early morning FBI raid. The family is still looking for answers. This was on August 16th. So this was uh, 10 days ago. And nobody's really talking about it. I don't know why, especially in the under under the the, the reality that it happened in the same week time frame as the, they did the exact same thing in Provo, Utah where they did a pre-dawn raid on a senior citizen and killed him. These are execution squads. These aren't, this isn't law enforcement. These people are out of their minds. They're out of control. The FBI needs to be dismantled. Vivek Ramaswamy is right. Ron DeSantis, I agree with him as well. When he says the FBI needs to be dismantled, I wish that Donald Trump would get on that train. I wish that he would understand that it's, it can't be fixed. 
is beyond being fixed. And uh, that, that's one of the things. I mean, I, there's, again, Trump, Trump is a guy. But there are certain things where he's, some of these people are actually further down the line of America first and fixing the country and the revolution than he is. Get rid of the FBI, get rid of the Department of Education. These are things that need to happen and things that can happen. According to interview with Deschler's brother and mother, the FBI has been refusing to tell them why the raid was carried out. Windows of the Tennessee home were busted through during the early morning raid by the SWAT team. There's three up front and two on the sides. They were broken. They were shooting flash smoke grenades. Russell Deschler, the brother of the deceased, said the team shot through the house, hitting the refrigerator, broke limbs on trees, and used flashbang explosives. It was a senseless act. I agree. It was a senseless act. This is completely unnecessary. The guy had mental problems. He's a disabled veteran. And they just went in there and executed him. Teddy was 100% a disabled veteran. He had problems. He had severe PTSD. He had depression, but he was getting help for it. But this was senseless. He didn't have a weapon on him. He was just trying to get out of the house because it was filled with tear gas. Theodore and Russell's elderly mother said that when she opened the door after they knocked, the SWAT team pulled her out the door and put her in the back of a police car. When she asked why the FBI was there, she was told, it's none of your business. And then they went in and executed her son. People, we have got to get a handle on this, and we've got to get a handle on it now. This is this has gotten so far out of control and out of hand. The when when you have, and, and the FBI, I mean, it does not have a stellar history. In fact, it has a history of exactly this, and um, and it needs to be reined in. It needs to be brought under control. It needs to be dismantled. It needs to be disman- disbanded completely. Get rid of it. All the bureaucrats can go pound sand and the good agents, the field agents, the good staffers that are there, they can be distributed amongst other agencies and carry out the same duties without all of the federal bullshit. That's what the B stands for in FBI, you know, is bullshit. I'm happy to see that there are some musicians, like big musicians, not just in country. You know, we, we've seen it from the Jason Aldeans. You know, we've seen some of the country artists come out and call BS on the woke craziness that's going on, on the transgender uh, ideology that's been happening, on the fact that women are, or men are competing against women in women's sports, that men are going into women's changing rooms and private spaces under the guise of, well, I'm a woman now. And so, but it's not just it's not just country artists. Carlos Santana came out. He had something to say. Check it out. Oh, you're lying your ass up. There is no virtual reality. When God made you and me, before we came out of the womb, 
you know who you are and what you are. Later on when you grow up and you see things and you start believing that you could be something that it sounds good but you know it ain't right because a woman is a woman and a man is a man. Whatever you want to do in the closet, that's your business. So I'm okay with that. I am like this with my brother Dave Chappelle. I agree. A woman is a woman and a man is a man. Now, his uh, publicist apparently immediately uh, jumped on Facebook and wrote a lengthy apology and basically begging for forgiveness and kissing the ass of the woke mob. It lasted about an hour and it was deleted. So the it kind of looks like what happened was that, you know, Carlos did that statement on stage and his publicist decided, oh, damage control, damage control, put out an, a statement, an apology. And I think that that got back to Carlos. And he said, you delete that right now. Or maybe Carlos actually has access to his uh, Facebook account and deleted it himself. At any rate, it's gone. But, uh, and good for him. Good for him, first of all, for speaking the truth, for getting up there on a stage, because he has a stage. You know, it's not only the woke mob. It's not only the leftist crazies that have a stage. A lot of conservatives have a stage too. And a lot of people that are on a stage are conservatives. They just haven't come out and they're starting to come out now because you see, we've been pushed to a point where we have to come out. We've been pushed to a point where they realize that, gosh darn, this is, this is the, it. this is, this is important now. I need to say something. I can no longer be silent. And that's happening all across America. I see it every day. I see it on the socials. I see it in entertainment. Little by little, more and more, people are reaching that point where they've had enough. And they're speaking out. They're becoming active. They're getting involved. And it scares the hell out of the leftists. It scares the hell out of the communists. It scares them to death the same way that Donald Trump scares them because they don't have control over Donald Trump. They don't have control over someone who disagrees with them. They are so scared of being exposed. And the dangerous part about where we're at right now is that we've almost reached a point where neither side can back down. The, the right, the patriots, the conservatives, we certainly need to put a stop to this and we need to do it now. But the left mob, they've put themselves in a position now by what they've done to Trump and what they're doing to his allies and what they're doing to his supporters, us listless vessels, us deplorables, that they need to now finish the job because if they don't finish the job and Trump gets back in office, they're done. You saw the look in his mugshot. That is not a stare down that I would want to have. I would not want that glare and that look pointed at me. I, that would scare me to death. And it should scare them too. Hang on to your seats. Hang on, man. This is going to be a wild ride. This, this next, this next uh, oh, what is it now? It's, it's uh, 
It's the end of August. These uh, next 14 months, <laughs> ooh, boy, oh boy, this is going to be a crazy ride. And, and uh, I'm confident that America is going to come out on top. I'm, I'm confident that the Patriots are going to come out on top. I, I, I believe that we need to. And, and if we don't, then, you know, that's it. That's it. We're done. It's going to be a lot harder battle and a much rougher battle if we need to do it later. We need to take care of it now. Alice Cooper also came out during a show. He's, he said, uh, I find it wrong when you've got a six-year-old kid who has no idea. He just wants to play, and you're confusing him, telling him, yeah, you're a boy, but you could be a girl if you want to be. He's getting slammed for that. And it's funny, these, 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 this is common sense stuff. When, since when did we start arguing about what a woman is? And a man, what a boy and a girl were. This is, this is, this is the path of debauchery, the path of leftist insanity that leads you down to where we've gotten. This is, this is what happened was, oh, we just want to be recognized. And then, oh, we just want to have the same rights. Oh, we just want to get married. And this is not anything against gay people, okay? I have relatives who are gay people. I was married by my sister who's a lesbian. But even the gay movement, and go look at gays for groomers, they, this, they are not for the, the LGB community. Those three letters, they are nothing like the TQIA plus, 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 whatever. In fact, they're at odds with each other. And they have no business being grouped into the same alphabet, into the same flag, into the same movement. And the LGB community and movement has been hijacked by extreme radical wackos who want to make it into something that was never meant to be. And they're taking it in a direction that is destroying a generation of children. Something that ought not be tolerated. Well, Alice Cooper had a, a deal with a um, vampire cosmetics. You know, I mean, he has the, he, he wears a lot of makeup on stage and whatnot. They said, in light of statements by Alice Cooper, we will no longer be doing a makeup collaboration. We stand with all members of the LGBTQIA+. How many, by the way, how many letters do you think, let's, uh, in three years, let's say three years. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bookmark this show. Uh, it's August 25th, 2023. So August 25th, 2026, I'll still be here. I hope you will be too, God willing. How many more letters do you think will be added onto that? Because the plus, I mean, the plus was supposed to take care of it all, but certainly there's going to be a group of people that can squeeze out their own letter and get that in there too, right? Anyway, we stand with the members of the LGBTQI plus community and believe everyone should have access to health care. I'm not sure what that has to do with anything. Um, I, I suppose it has to do with body mutilization and uh, gender changes of, of children or something. They call that healthcare now, weird. Um, all pre-order sales will be refunded. Vampire Cosmetics and uh, good riddance. I'm, I'm sure Alice is like, yeah, fine, you know, piss off. And <laughs> good for him. 
Ay, ay, ay. Oh, man, you know what I forgot, man? It's it's Fan Mail Friday. I didn't I didn't get any pictures up, man, for Fan Mail um, in this. Like, I, I started off the show. I, I was a little behind schedule. I felt under the gun. I, I kind of, uh, I had my... I had my outline done. I had uh, you know, my yellow, my, my outline. This is my outline for the show. Um, I had that done and it, I'm not complicated. Okay. And there's no teleprompter in this room. Uh, and, and I forgot to, to pull up my, my fan mails. So if you, if you want to check out the, the, the latest and greatest of this week, I keep a folder, a, a, a picture folder on my Facebook page called fan mail and you go in there and, and take a little <laughs> perusal through the, the best of, of the best. I mean, I get thousands of reactions and comments, uh, every day. And so obviously I don't see them all. I'm sure I've missed quite a few good stuff, but once in a while I'm scrolling through and like, Oh really? That's funny. And and so, or that's wow. What, what an asshole. So I'll go ahead and make some sort of snide comment, paste it, along with their picture into a, into one little thing. And anyway, you can go check it out. I didn't get any out today. I'm sorry about that. Uh, I know some of you actually like fan mail Friday. I'm going to put a in to, well, let's, let's see where we're going to go here. Where we're going to do here, Seattle. How about this? Seattle has decided that Police officers no longer need to respond to mental uh, mental calls. So someone's, you know, threatening suicide, or they're, or they're, uh, you know, they're mentally freaking out, and they call nine one one. No, 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 no. We now have a plan where we're going to send social workers. Now, some people say that, oh, that, that that's okay, except that a lot of these people who are mentally disturbed. Uh, have a gun <laughs> and they're mentally disturbed. So you're going to send unarmed social workers out there to take care of it. And they're excited about it in Seattle. And in fact, let's hear from them. Check it out. I, I can't believe this. Well, you know, usually I'm complaining about how delayed we are and um, how frustrated I am that we're not meeting our benchmarks for developing this program. But today I'm really, really happy to report that the city is hiring uh, for the six positions for its first pilot alternate response um, team. It's a alternate response be, team. Uh, a way for 911 operators to uh dispatch calls to somebody other than police, somebody other than fire, um, a uh, crisis responder um, who is unarmed. Um, the police department will be aware of the dispatch. They may attend, they may stage uh, nearby, or they just may have situational awareness. Each call is going to be different, mm. but it's really exciting that um, <laughs> it's we're exciting. up and running uh, with hiring the folks who will be doing this really important work that we have been working on since, uh, I think, August of 2020. It has been a long process. I know Councilmember Lewis has been working on this as well. That's Councilmember Lisa Herbold, Councilmember Andrew Lewis. They're joining me on this new edition of Council Edition coming your way. We're discussing a new ordinance focused on fighting the fentanyl epidemic and a lot more. I'm Brian Callanan. Check out the full show. Who wants to apply? The positions are open. Hey, who wants to, who wants to apply for a position an, where you're unarmed and you get to go out to mentally people, mentally disturbed people who could quite possibly be armed. Sounds like a winning plan to me. 
people are going to die. This is dangerous. This is like, oh, if everybody just gave up their weapons, then the criminals would too. These people don't live in reality, man. They're in la-la land. They have unicorns in their bedrooms. I don't know what's going on. Oh, let's check this out. Bam. Like I've said before, I'm a, I'm a one-man Dan. It's kind of like a one-man band. I am my own researcher, my own producer, my own performer. I do it all, and, uh, and I enjoy doing it. It's, it's something I enjoy. I wouldn't be doing it if I didn't enjoy doing it. My entire life, I've always done things that I enjoy doing. I've been fortunate that I've been successful in just about everything I've tried. I've had my failures, and I learned from those and made the next venture even even more fun and more successful. And success is not defined just by money. Success is defined by what you get, what you get, man, and what you give. And uh, that's that's what I'm doing this for. The more I give, the more I get. And that's just a byproduct, right? Anyway, Vivek Ramaswamy addressed in an interview his uh, supposed WEF connection, which is complete and utter bullshit. That's, I could, there's a list. In fact, oh, somebody said, and Vivek Ramaswamy is putting out a website. All the common, uh, you know, slurs that are thrown at you, all of the common mistakes that are thrown at you. I have a list too. I'm developing a nice uh, organized response with all the receipts and links to put out, hey, this is, here, here, here it is. And anyway, he's actually putting out a website where he's going to address each thing. Pretty cool. Uh, somebody suggested Donald Trump do the same. I think he should, but but not so much. I mean, Trump is Trump. Vivek, though, good for him. This is on his supposed connection with the WF, and his response is great. Check it out. I am probably Klaus Schwab's and Larry Fink's worst nightmare. Certainly have been over the last several years. One of the things they thought they could do was perhaps defang me. So a few years ago, they have, they name a bunch of young people from you know Elon Musk to Mark Zuckerberg to others over the years who they've named on their list of young global leaders. And it's interesting because they'll name people in these awards who are somewhat what they perceive as threats. Glenn Beck has been named. Glenn Beck is one of the greatest patriots in this country who has stood up against this agenda. Elon Musk is on that list. Tulsi Gabbard. So they'll have this bad habit. And so they did it to me. I don't take that lightly. So I, I believe in civility. I said, take my name down. They didn't take it down. I had rejected the award when it was first offered. I was still named on their list. And so I said, you know what? I'm actually going to take the step of delivering accountability. I sued them. And most importantly, what we got out of that was the number one thing I asked for going in, not just a public acknowledgement of exactly what happened and an apology to go with it. It's not about me. It's about the future. A hard commitment not to ever do this to anybody again without their permission. They did it to Elon, they've done it to others, it's not gonna happen again, thanks to the lawsuit that I brought. But that's just one small step, okay? This is a broader battle between the Great Reset, this vision that we have to dissolve the boundaries between the public and the private sector, between nations, to work together towards the global common good. That's the vision of the Great Reset versus what we need on the other side. That is what I am trying to lead here. The great uprising that says absolutely no to that vision. 
that we the people, we the citizens of nations of this nation, we decide through our self-governance exactly how we live our lives. You will not tell us from abroad. And I think that that's one of the questions that's on the table today in the United States of America, self-governance and sovereignty itself. As U.S. president, I've said that I will not use a dime of taxpayer resources to fund institutions that are, yes, hostile to our sovereignty. The WHO, absolutely on the list. We're not going to fund it anymore. We're done with it. I think there are deep questions about even the continued purpose of our involvement in the UN. I think that we ought to be able to ask that question and ask how are we advancing American interests when I can do a deal bilaterally between a nation and an ally, I will do that sooner than any entering any multilateral arrangements. We have to regain our sovereignty as a nation and as citizens we have to regain our power of self-governance over aristocracy. That is why I say this is a 1775 moment in this country. And by 1775, he means before the revolution. So we're not, 1776 was the revolution, 1775 was before. But I ask you, fellow patriots, fellow conservatives out there, in what he just said, what do you disagree with? Do you disagree with anything he just said? Or do you just not like the way he said it? These are things to think about. Um, I agree with everything he said, and I thought he said it very well. Some people think that he's too smooth and too polished, man. I'm sorry if he's too articulate for you to understand and too well-groomed for you to appreciate. But that is who he is. Anyway, thank you. As always, for watching, okay, it's been a great week. I look forward to the weekend. I hope you have a great weekend, too. We're going to see you on Monday, unless something big pops over the weekend and I decide to jump on and do a spur-of-the-moment thing, which I do do from time to time. If you're just listening on the, one of the podcast channels, renegaderadio.com, make sure to check me out at rumble.com slash the nun report because I show a lot of clips and videos in my shows. And sometimes the visuals really need to be understood. Uh, but I understand a lot of people listen to me on the, on the podcast when they're driving in their cars and that sort of thing, which is why I try to make myself available on all platforms. On the socials at the nun report, except TikTok. So I don't do that commie BS and Twitter because at Twitter, it's just at nun report. Take the, the out of there because it's just at nun report. I couldn't get the in there. Or my website, thedunreport.com. Of course, that's probably the easiest. Anyway, hey, thanks again for watching, listening, however you're doing it. And as always, until next time, may the odds be ever in your favor. Cheers.